Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Closet Things, where I, your host, Dominique, discuss all things wifing, momming, homeschooling, and all of the things. I have like a frog in my throat or something like that, guys, so I apologize if I'm like trying to clear my throat. How y'all doing? It is 2021, and if I am still podcasting, which I am, that means I did not finish off my podcasting for 2020 which is fine it's something that I wish I would have done I just really this weather has me so unmotivated to move around and to do anything and then again still the the kids are moving right along with their homeschooling and moving into new books the girls are now doing seventh grade math um or Saxon seven six which is high sixth grade math begin beginner seventh grade math I, I don't know how those things work but either way um I think it is like seventh grade but if your sixth grader is like a high level learner they should be able to do it either way they just started that and then previous before that they changed their grammar and then I think I mentioned a few weeks back our son started algebra so I've been kind of really more involved with him and doing things we just started another or we're starting like this finance thing that we're doing with with the kids like it's just it's a lot that's going on and so when I get a chance to like just sit down and do nothing because that's what I do and y'all know me I'm not doing nothing I'm always reading or trying to figure out something and then we have some other stuff that we got going on that hopefully I can get my life together and really get that together and share with you guys soon but either way I wanted to take the time today to talk about, um, on my last podcast, I did the top five books of 2020. Again, the top five books that kind of stood out in my head, not that they were my favorite books, but books that just kind of blew me away. And I had a lot of books on my list that blew me away. And so I thought about, let me do one with middle grade or high elementary level books that I read either with our kids or that I read in preparation to read with our kids excuse me and these books also blew me away and I got more from them than I was expecting to and then I just thought why not share these because some people might not know about these books or might want to hear more about them and so that's why I'm doing this one today so um, and all of the authors for these books are going to be my shout outs and for those that I'm asking for you guys to also support and whether it's looking into their books, buying their books, suggesting their books to somebody else, just because you're not purchasing or you, you know, supporting someone monetarily doesn't mean that you're not supporting them. A lot of these authors are getting you know, people looking at their books and things like that because of word of mouth, because of people who have read the books and then are sharing that with others. And so it's not always just about what you can buy, but it's just sharing and spreading the information on just how great these books are. So let's get into it. Um, Before I get started, in my last podcast, I didn't do them like this is my favorite book or I'm leaving the best for last kind of thing. In this one, I, I am because the book that I'm going to tell y'all last yeah it's it's really really great all right so let's go ahead and start so the first book is a good kind of trouble by Lisa Moore Ramey or Ramey R-A-M-E-E I do not like butchering people's names so I apologize for 
not saying her name correctly but in this book I wasn't exactly sure what I was gonna get but I was glad I got it like I I try to do a review of each book I try to type in some type of review for each book that I read on Goodreads so that one I can go back and kind of remember it if I'm, I'm getting a little foggy about what the book was but this was there was a lot of gems in this one and what I love about these middle grade books are that they give you a lot of good things but yet not enough to where it's overwhelming to the child or whoever is is taking the information in it's just enough to where if they want more they can go out and research more or it's giving it's just that tip of the iceberg kind of thing I guess and I love that about these books and I am still learning every single day about things and so I learned a lot reading all of these books and getting the different perspectives of these books and so in this book I'm going to read you the book description uh, 12 year old Shayla is allergic to trouble all she wants to do is to follow the rules oh and she'd also like to make it through seventh grade with her best friends intact learn to run track and have a cute boy see past her giant forehead <laughs> but in junior high it's like all the rules have changed now she's suddenly questioning who her best friends are and some people at school are saying she's not black enough wait what Shay's sister Hannah is involved in Black Lives Matter but Shay doesn't think that's for her after experiencing a powerful protest though Shay decides some rules are worth breaking she starts wearing an armband to school in support of Black Lives of the Black Lives movement soon everyone is taking sides and she is given an ultimatum Shay is scared to do the right thing and even more scared to do the right the, the wrong thing no Shay is scared to do the wrong thing and even more scared to do the right thing but if she doesn't face her fear she'll be forever tripping over the next hurdle now that's trouble for real this book I mean it goes through friendships and how things break down and that one stuck out to me because in middle school is when I had a lot of the same friends in elementary and then when I got to middle school, of course, you get new friends because you're getting into a new school and all the elementary schools are kind of coming together and usually going to the closest middle school. But a lot of those people I knew from sports or just from friends of friends. So it wasn't that I was gaining a bunch of new friends, but the ones that I was gaining, I don't know if it's that other friends didn't like them or I'm not exactly sure what was going on, but I started to gain and lose friends. And for me... I don't want to lose anybody and so when I was reading this book and the things that Shayla was going through it really hit home for me because that was a confusing time for me and I really didn't understand it I still don't understand it <laughs> and I still wish I had those wonderful dynamic people in my life um, that just stopped being my friend and I didn't know why and I understand it's just a it's just a time where people grow and they change um, but nobody talks about that growth and change it's just it happens and then you move on and one day you don't have your friends anymore and so again that hit home for me and um, what I love about middle grade books is that it really takes me back to that time it makes me think about my years my younger years and things that I probably brushed by and wasn't even paying attention to and so this book for me it did a lot of those things and um, I really really hope that when I read this with our daughters whoever I read it with if they want to read it they might not 
that they take in what I took in, but the fact that they haven't, they've only had elementary experiences as far as friends, I don't know if they're going to grasp that part of it that's given into it, and it's a big chunk of the book, but um, we talk about Black Lives Matter and the movement and the creation of it and the young ladies who started it, so I think that them hearing about it whenever we do read this book again, if we do read it together, they'll understand that. And so there's not going to be a question of what is this they're talking about. But I think even the relationship between Shay and Hannah, I think they have a few years between them, is um, the the relationship that they have is a little bit troubled because Hannah has a not so great relationship with the parents for some reason. There's just a whole bunch of different things in here that you can kind of stop and talk about as subtopics. And I really, really, again, I love that about any book that really has you thinking about what's going on and has you just thinking about outside of the book within itself. And so, again, that's A Good Kind of Trouble by Lisa Moore Ramey or Ramey, and it's R-A-M-E-E. Check that book out. It was really, really good. I was not expecting it for, I don't even know what I was expecting, but I just, it started to blow me away and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa this is really good and so um it was a really good book so please check that out the next book is dear martin actually it's a twofer dear martin and dear justice i wanted to read dear justice and once i got up was reading about what it was i um realized i needed to read read dear martin and i thought i had read dear martin already but i didn't but both books are by Nick Stone, who is, she's the goat at this point. Like, Nick Stone is, she, her writing is so, so, so great. And so I read Dear Martin, and then I read, um, then I read Dear Justice, which came out last year, 2020. Dear Martin came out in, it was this, 2017, so I'm way, way, way behind. <laughs> But here's the book description of Dear Martin. I suggest read Dear Martin first and then Dear Justice, or I think it won't make sense. Um, I think it can be a standalone, but I think reading Dear Martin by itself will be something that you should do. But um, the book description for Dear Martin says, Justice McAllister is top of his class and set for Ivy League, but none of that matters to the police officer who just put him in handcuffs. And despite leaving his rough neighborhood behind, he can't escape the scorn of his former peers or the ridicule of his new classmates. Justice looks to the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for answers, but do they hold up anymore? He starts a journal to Dr. King to find out. Then comes the day Justice... um, goes driving with his best friend Manny windows rolled down music turned up high uh, turned up way up sparking the fury of a white off-duty cop beside them words fly shots of fire justice justice and Manny are caught in the crosshairs in the media fallout it's justice who is under attack this one hit me I'm sorry I'm stuffy I don't know what's going on (laughs) like that's one minute cop the next those won't yeah I'm my body's a mess anyway back to the story this one hit me so hard because we were at a point to where we were going to put our kids in a private school and it wasn't just going to be any old private school it was going to be the best school that we could afford of course um 
And so it, as soon as I saw that this young man left his mom um, and was staying in a dorm at this school, and he's still in high school, and he's, you know, at this campus, this Ivy League campus around a whole nother world that he's grown up in, it kind of made me think about our son. And I don't think we would have gotten to the point where we, where we would have let our kid kind of go off into like a college type of thing in high school. But yet it just took me there for a minute. And yeah, this one was, I don't want to say it was rough to get through. It can be rough and it can be triggering. And um, I read this in, when did I read this? In November. So it kind of gave me some time. I was going to read it this summer. And then everything was happening with the summer, with the protesting. And and I was like, I cannot read this. Not right now. And so I said, I'm going to give myself a few months. And I was able to get through it. My mind was in a whole different space. And I'm so glad because it was, it was great. From the first chapter to the last, it was a really, really, really heart-wrenching and really well-written story. And it just makes you think. And it gives you different perspectives of things. And things that people don't normally think of when someone loses a loved one, especially when it's to, um, when someone loses their life to an officer shooting their child or a loved one, but you know, in this instant, in this particular book, a child, no one really thinks about what the family is going through um, afterwards. And this really gives you a light into that. And then in this particular case, there was a friend. And so it gives you the, his thoughts and what he's going through and the anger and the hurt and the pain. It just was a really good book. And I read this one because my, our son put this on his list. Um, I think he saw, he saw the Dear Justice. And then he also, I was telling him, hey, we need to read Dear Martin first. And he was like, oh, okay. And I wanted to read these to see how rough it was to see if he would be able to grasp it he takes things really well but yet I'm always going to revert back to when we were watching the news and Philando Castile happened and I think that was when he really started to recognize what was going on because I think he had seen things heard things again he's a very very sharp child and so he was aware of what was going on and has been aware of what's going on for a while. But I think him sitting there watching the news with me and actually hearing what was going on and what had happened to this young man um, really did something to him. I think it, it just flipped the switch in him a little bit. Um, that's a question that I definitely want to, a conversation I want to have with him later on. But I think that's what happened. And so I wanted to read this book and see how heavy it got. And I think that he'll be able to take it and really just kind of... I don't think it'll hit him as emotionally as it hit me. Because I'm thinking of it from a parent's perspective. But it might. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But I'm hoping that he takes it and can see different sides of it because he he hears things of course that his his father and I talk about yeah I, he hears the things that his dad and I talk about but yet 
I don't know. Like I said, I, I plan to have a conversation with him, and hopefully we'll see how it goes as we're reading the book, and if I can tell and sense that it's too much for him, we'll draw back from it. But um, Dear Martin, like, it was it was really, really good. And like I said, I, I got really emotional about it because I thought about it from a parent's, <clears throat> parent's perspective. And I like the different aspects of it because you don't get to see that. You don't hear about that often unless you go digging for the information. The news is usually just about the main situation and not how it's affecting the family. So I really like that. Um, and then the sequel to Dear Martin is Dear Justice. And I'll go ahead and talk about that since I'm mentioning it. Um, and it's so it's shortly after teenager Quan enters a not guilty plea for shooting for the shooting death of a police officer. He is placed in a holding cell to await trial. Through a series of flashbacks and letters to Justice, the, pro, the protagonist of Dear Martin, Justice is in this book, so he's the protagonist of Dear Martin, Quan's story unravels. From a troubled childhood and bad timing to a coerced confession and um, prejudiced police work, Nick Stone's newest novel takes an unflinching look at the flawed practices and ideologies that discriminate against African-American boys and minorities in the American justice system. So this one gives you a little bit more of justices in this one. Um, He still plays a a really big part in it, and I was glad to see that. But then you get to see someone who is not necessarily, well, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. And he gets something pinned on him and is coerced into confessing and... I mean, he didn't do it. And so it takes you through the timeline of Quan, his background. Quan is introduced in Dear Martin. And so I thought this was very interesting that they, she picked him to um, do the story on. And it was very, very interesting, the connection that Quan and Justice had. Because in the first book, you can see, or the story kind of lets on that there is something there. And so I'm glad that it's kind of, it unfolds in Dear Justice. This one was a really good book, and I like that it talked about the, you know, American justice system and how it is so flawed, so, so flawed for our boys, our African-American boys, and how they're seen as men at such a young age, and it's not even... No, there's not even a second thought that these are still young developing minds young developing bodies young people and we teach our kids and have really really talk, been talking to our son about the fact that people see you are going to look at you and see a grown person like you don't even get the you, you don't even get the chance to be a child when you become a preteen for some of our black boys you're automatically seen as an adult and we talk to him and we we are very open with him about that so that he's not caught off guard when someone sees him I think I mentioned before he loves to wear hoodies um and he likes to wear them over his head he's he's a a thin boy so he's he's always cold um and some people for whatever reason see hoodies as a threat um in some situations and he's lanky he's tall and so we are just very upfront with him and we don't want him to be caught off guard when someone does see him 
not as the child or preteen or teen that he is and sees him as a grown man at 12 like it's crazy to think about but yet it's something that needs to be talked about and so in this particular one Quan is a teenager um yet it kind of like I said it takes you back a little bit to his youth and things like that so and his history and I really 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 liked that it did that because it helps you to humanize the characters when they do that for me and I think that it helps young adults or young kids who are reading these books to see themselves in a way when it talks about and gives you background and history of some people to kind of bring them into the story even more and so like I said Nick Stone is she does a dynamic job in these books and the next book that I'm going to be talking about as well was written by Nick Stone she is definitely becoming one of my favorite middle grade um, authors to like read and so let, let me go go into my next book but let me hold on yeah Dear Martin Dear Justice by Nick Stone um, read those two books uh, you can't read really one without the other without getting the scope of what's going on and then the next book our daughter decided she wanted to read this I am not into Marvel and MCU I don't even know the names of them but our kids really are um, yes we watched Black Panther just because I mean it was Black Panther of course we want to see Black Panther uh, but yeah, and it was a dynamic movie um, definitely don't want to take away from the dynamicness of it is that a word dynamicness um, yet when our daughter picked this book up I just was like oh so she really is like into it and so that book is a Black Panther novel Shuri and it's the younger version of Shuri her as a I want to say she's a preteen in this one and or a teen in this book and um, it just talks about the book is about Shuri and her adventures of it really kind of introduces you to her kind of having the shine and not be so much on Black Panther and so I'll tell you what this book is about um, says the heart-shaped herb source of the Black Panther's incredible powers for generation after generation is dying. Without it, the legacy of the Black Panther and the safety and prosperity of Wakanda are in jeopardy. While tribe leaders argue, frozen in disagreement, the youngest member of the royal family takes matters into her own hands. Shuri, warrior, inventor, and younger sister of T'Challa, the Black Panther has disobeyed the commands of her elders and left her homeland to root out the source of this ecological crisis. But the truth she uncovers could pose a greater uh, threat than she or any of her countrymen could have imagined. This one was definitely a ride, a thriller. It was long. And when I say long, our kids, our, our daughters really, normally read books that are maybe 100 pages 125 maybe pushing it this book and I have the actual book here because once we saw it we were like we gotta get the book there's no ebook in this one but we do have the ebook as well 200 and 
62 pages. Yeah, it was pretty long. Um, and we listened to the ebook and we love the accents um, that the, char- the narrator has. And I'm not exactly sure who narrates the book. I didn't quite catch that. Yet, the overall adventure in this, I think, is what caught our daughter. And she really, really liked it. I personally thought it, I was just like, come on, can we get to the point? <laughs> not saying that it was bad, but it's, like I said, I'm just not really into all of that. Um, but she really was and so we listened to the audio we followed it along we even had to go back on some parts because I think her dad came in and he started talking and she's like oh we gotta go back so we started a whole chapter over (laughs) we started a whole chapter over but um yeah you get to see Shuri kind of taking charge and like it says she disobeys her elders because they tell her don't worry about it they got under control and so does uh her brother T'Challa Black Panther says the same thing and so does her mom and she really is worried about this happening because if the um, if the heart-shaped herb goes away, there's no more source for the Black Panther. So it is an interesting story. And then there's also other characters from other movies and things like it. It it really is for me. I like to see the movie. Like for this kind of thing, listening to the book really didn't do much for me it did help that we have the audio but I would like if this was a movie form I would be all for it but it was it was really really good again our daughter really enjoyed it and so just with that I would say um go ahead and get it if you enjoy Marvel and Black Panther and what is it the Avengers <laughs> trying to think of the name for some of the other movies and all of those things if those things kind of your kids like or you like I think you're really going to enjoy Shuri it was a really good book and again this was also by Nick Stone who wrote this one and we just saw recently that there's going to be another part two there's a part two to this or I guess an ongoing I don't know if it's a series that it is but my daughter's all excited and saying we got to get that one so I think that comes out in March don't quote me on that but it comes out this year and so definitely check out a Black Panther novel Shuri by Nick Stone it really is a good book and again I would love to see this as a movie um even as like an animated type movie not necessarily with human characters um I thought it was a really really good book in that aspect but it didn't kind of like keep my attention because I was wanting the movie (laughs) rather than the book but our daughter really enjoyed it so I definitely wanted to put this as a top five because it was a good book overall um and so the next book that I'm going to talk about is From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks and this book I wasn't really sure what I was going to get and this book came out last year in 2020 and it was so good and I saw this and when I saw the picture, just the cover, the art cover, the illustration, it, autom- it automatically made me think of our youngest daughter. Because um, she's always at her desk and things like that and just kind of has the young girl at her desk. And I didn't at the time know what the book was about. And I actually had borrowed the book from the library when we were still going to the library. So I read this very, very early in 2020, like in January, February. And 
this book was so good let me tell you about the book so book description zoe washington isn't sure what to write what does a girl um say to the father she's never met hadn't heard from until his letter arrived on her 12th birthday and who's been in prison for a terrible crime a crime he says he never committed could marcus really be innocent zoe is determined to uncover the truth even if it means hiding his letters and her investigation from the rest of her family everyone else thinks zoe's worrying about doing a good job at her bakery internship and proving to her parents that she's worthy of auditioning for food network's kid bake challenge but the bakery confections on one part of her mind um, but with the bakery confections on one part of her mind and marcus's conviction weighing heavily on the other this is one recipe zoe doesn't know how to balance the only thing she knows to be true everyone lies <laughs> and so um and it says everyone lies because she's keeping the letters away from her family um and then she's not sure what's going on with her dad and why her mom is keeping has kept you know him trying to contact her all these years like she's just really in She's really lost and, and kind of just in the clouds, in the closet. Like, she, she doesn't know what's going on. And so this is a very, very interesting story. And it kind of talks about, um, you know, wrongful, wrongful conviction and just, you know, being having to communicate with a parent who is in prison or in jail and then really confronting, you know, your parents about things. There's a whole bunch that's going on in, in this story. And then also her and her friend kind of have something going on and she's not quite sure. So they're having to communicate. There's a lot of communication that needs, that's going on in this book. And I really, really enjoyed it. I remember when I was reading it, my husband was like, you are really reading that book? And I was like, yes, I am. Can you leave me alone, please? Bye-bye. Um, but it was, a, it was a really, really good book. And I truly enjoyed it and I read this one again just trying to see if it would be something that one of our kids would possibly be interested in and my daughter right away when I told her about it was about baking because she loves to bake um she was like oh yeah, yeah I want to get it and so we have a budget or I tried to put a budget on books um each year and so since we had gone to the library I thought I was going to be able to recheck the book out so I took it back and then COVID happened so I was never able to check it out again, but I did get the ebook, but I am going to buy another physical book of this one um, this year because I've seen it somewhere. I, I forgot where I saw it. I thought I had ordered it a long time ago, but I couldn't find it. So I'm going to reorder it. I thought I did. I'm going to order it and then that other one's going to come. I, I just know it is because I'm almost certain that <laughs> I ordered this book. But From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks, I think this book isn't talked about enough because it really, really is a good book and has a lot of different topics to talk about. Um, and you can kind of, I think that it has a lot of like an array of subjects and topics that aren't too heavy hitting. And if you want to explore more into it, you can, but it has just, it gives you just enough to where you have enough information to do with the information what you will once you have it but I feel like it's not overbearing and it touches on subjects just enough and I think it, the author did a really good job so from the desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks please go out support read it and now yes last definitely definitely not least 
stamped racism anti-racism and you y'all this book this book is phenomenal this book is so good and this is by jason reynolds and ibram x kendi so this book is a remix or a young reader's version of stamp from the beginning by ibram x kendi um dr ibram x kendi who is i read through and listened through stamp from the beginning and it really is it's they keep saying it's not it's a history book that's not a history book basically it's not the one that you're going to find in school like you're going to get a bunch of information a bunch of history about things that people don't talk about a lot of people aren't aware about and there's documentation to kind of prove these things that are happening that they're giving you the information on and stamp from the beginning there's a lot of information like a lot to unpack and I listened to a little bit of that like I listened to it once and now I'm listening through it again I don't even think I marked that it I read it because I haven't fully grasped grasped everything um but I believe that I will I'm gonna mark that I read it this year sometime probably later this year but it was a really good book and so this one Jason Reynolds put his spin on it and baby he did a phenomenal job and if you don't know about Jason Reynolds if you were like me up until this year you were probably living under a rock because he is I continue to say a treasure that we do not deserve this young man has been doing things for a long time with youth in his community um, where he lives. Let me see. I, I want to say Detroit. No, he's in Washington, D.C. That's where I thought. And he, he, he's just, he's, I, look, the words are just, they're, they're, they're leaving me. He is watched a couple of things before I read this book and before I read some of the other his other work his other work um I like watched him I've been really wanting to be invested into authors and especially for young authors we were looking for different authors for our son and more non-fiction or even fiction with characters of color for him to read that were different from what he normally reads the you know the big nades and was the dog man all those other funny characters which we love that he reads all those things but I wanted to get him into a different lane a different zone of the of, of reading different genre and so Jason Reynolds Kwame Alexander uh, Kwame Mbala and you know Jerry Craft those are just some of the ones that kind of came out to me but Jason Reynolds is a special kind of breed like he is I haven't even gotten to the book yet he is he's a special kind of somebody and in this particular book we listen to it because we've kind of gotten um, used to or I am I'm used to listening to a book and follow along with the ebook if I can or the physical book and so I knew that I was going to buy multiple copies of this book and I was going to also get the ebook for me I didn't really want the book I wanted it more for our kids so they can write in it highlight it whatever they want to do but yeah I'm definitely getting me one of these copies like I I can't have nobody having my copy because I want to go in highlight it and have it ready for when I use it for the girls because they were listening but they weren't following along with the book and I really want them to get this for themselves and so this book 
Um, it says the thief known as racism is all around. The construct of race has always been used to gain and keep power to create dynamics to separate and silence. Racist ideas are woven into the fabric of this country and the first step to building an anti-racist America is acknowledging America's racist past and present. This book takes you, this book takes excuse me this book takes you on that journey showing you how racist ideas started and were spread and how they can be discredited. Through a gripping, fast-paced, and energizing narrative, Stamp shines a light on the many insidious forms of racist ideas and on ways you can identify and stamp out racist thoughts leading to a better future. (sighs) This book is dynamic. This book should be in everybody's home, home library, every school library, every college library, every library library, (laughs) every office library. Like, this book should be everywhere, and the audio should be attached. Like, I I don't... It's amazing that it says it's not a history book. It's a history about history that isn't talked about. And Jason Reynolds made it... Like, it was just, like, your everyday book. Like, it was him... He narrated it and there's music that goes along with it in between the chapters so it kind of gives you just this cool calm vibe it I can't say enough good things I cannot say enough good things about this book it is our son was our son enjoyed a book about history like he we went back even on him on this we went back on some of this stuff and he's like a sponge he soaks up everything really good book and it brings out a bunch of people talks about a bunch of people that people might not know about in different situations um it kind of gives you clarity on some things without going too in depth like I said it gives you just enough there's notes in the book where you can go and reference different things that it's talked about it gives you sources in the back of the book it's this book is the one like it's so great and it's coming out with an even like this is like the young readers version I think that it's coming out with like a children's readers version I don't know what that's called but it's basically where it breaks it down even more for younger audiences I would say this one is about hmm, I would say 11 12 ish and up I think the next set of book is going to be more um, third grade. So what's third grade? Nine, eight, nine and up uh, to fifth grade or something like that. But that one's coming out this year. And I want to say it's coming out in March, but it's coming out later this year. And I'm definitely getting a copy of that, too, because this this book is just so good. And it really is a is a starting point. It can be a starting point of talking about race and racism, anti-racism, ways that you can, you as in a child, you as in a young adult, you as an adult, can talk about it and it not be so heavy and not be so daunting because sometimes those conversations can get heavy. And I think that these authors came together and did an amazing job, like, amazing 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 so I definitely want to save that one for last and 
I'm going way over my time, but Stamp, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You, Jason Reynolds, and Ibram X. Kendi. Definitely go buy this book and then listen to it with the audio. We listen to it from the audio from the the library, um, but if I ever don't have access to my library, I'm just going to buy the audio. Like, I'm not listening to this book or reading this book without the audio. It's it's worth it. You have to have both. That is it. That is the top five. Actually, it's really six because there's two books that you kind of need one without, you can't have one without the other. Let me go back over that list. A Good Kind of Trouble by Lisa Moore, Rami Ramane, R-A-M-E-E, and then Dear Martin, um, and then when you read Dear Martin, read Dear Justice, and they're both by Nick Stone. Shuri, a Black Panther novel, which is also by Nick Stone, From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks, and then Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, Anti-Racism, my words together, and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. Check out these middle grade books. Some of these books I have already mentioned and the books that I did for my kids in season one, but I definitely wanted to come back and just kind of say what some top middle grade books were are. These books are it. These books are so, so good. And again, I read middle grade books because I am very, very interested in the books and it takes me back to my middle school years. If I wouldn't be able, nobody would have been able to get me out of my room had I had these books. They are just, they're good. They're really, really good. And these authors are so good and so dynamic. And I'm so glad that our kids have a chance to have all these books and I didn't even I didn't even get to any of the heavy hitters like Sharon M. Draper um who else um oh I'm sorry on the top of my head I'll think about it and come back to it but there are a bunch of just dynamic authors who have been doing this for a very very long time and their work just hasn't been recognized and now there's some new authors and then there's you know um like 20th edition 20 year edition or something like that like where they're recreating the book or republishing the book or whatever the word can't think my words are failing me it's late guys so check these books out and I hope that any of these books that you do check out that your kids love them or if you read them that you love them and read them so all right, so let me quickly, before I go to my who, what, where question, go to my reading challenge for 20, well, I can do 2021 since I'm here. So for 2021, my challenge um, that I'm doing, my reading challenge that I'm doing for Goodreads is 200 books. Yes, 200. My reading challenge for last year was at the beginning, at this time last year was 50 books. challenges so I took 200 books 200 books this year for um 2020 your girl read 163 books 163 books um I had did a screenshot before I had put I thought I had put in my last book and it didn't put it down for 
towards the end of the year so it has 162 but i changed that got my dates correct and yes it's 163 books um for 2020 y'all i am so incredibly proud of myself that's a whole bunch of books so i'm pushing myself this year like because i really didn't get a big push in the books until about march april is when i really started to hit the books real strong um once the pandemic kind of really started out when i really started to i was like we at home all the time so i really started reading more yet i think i can do 200 i hope that i can do more than 200 but 200 is definitely going to be a challenge for me and i definitely want to challenge myself and so y'all keep me in your thoughts and prayers <laughs> because i'm definitely going to need all the encouragement that i can get um but then let's go right into the who what where question because i am at 44 minutes yikes so i'm reading right now taraji p henson's book um it is called around the way girl and it is a really good book it really really is i'm almost finished i'm about to finish it as i'm kind of cleaning up and in it she kind of is talking about her hustle because a lot of times we see celebrities and they're getting these awards or they're you know a pinnacle in their career or at the height of their career whatever you want to call it and sometimes we feel like they've always been there um but I think that she's consistently talked about you know her rise to where she is and when um what is the move not movie the show that recently she was doing the big one I can't even think the name I, I don't even watch TV that much but her most recent hit Cookie Lion I can't think of the name of the show which is so horrible but for me to not remember not the show um she was in her 40s when she was doing that and she looks great she's always looked great I love I loved Taraji I love Taraji P. Henson's spirit her just go get a say what's on my mind I, I love that about her and so um I'm reading this book actually for another challenge that I'm doing and where you have to read a book about a celebrity or a memoir or something like that and so this is going to be the book for that and in the book she talks about her hustle and how she really had to like get on her grind and hustle to get where she is because she had a baby before right when she was kind of trying to start her acting career right as right as she graduated from college here she is with an infant and she still needed she had things that she wanted to do and she didn't let anything deter her from that and so my question to you is where what are you hustling for is there anything that you want to hustle for do you feel like a hustle is a need do you feel like you don't need to hustle for anything that if you strategize and plan for things that it'll just go accordingly but what if it doesn't do you need that hustle um I really wish that I had more of a hustle in me. I think when the time comes for certain things, I do. But I'm a procrastinator. Like, I am a procrastinator. It's something that I've... Something I just need to let go of. When I put my mind to something, though, I get it done. And so it's not so much just a hustle. I feel like a hustle is something that you gotta you gotta make ways in order to get where you're going. And that's what she did. She used what she had, the little bit that she had, and figured out a way to get it done. And I have been very, 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 very blessed to have someone who has been supporting me. Um, and I don't necessarily have to hustle to try to figure things out. I've been, I'm in a very fortunate position that a lot of people aren't in. And so I do think about that. But yet sometimes 
hustling can can be in a whole bunch of different aspects um but it's a mentality that you have to really get behind I think in my my own personal opinion and so I love when she brought that up and again I'm really liking her story I'm like I said I'm almost done we're gonna finish in the next few hours but I just think that a lot of people feel like sometimes things aren't going to happen just because something there's a stumbling block in your way and she says in the book that although her and her boyfriend at the time you know weren't planning for a baby she does not look at her son look at her look at her son as a mistake she said he just as much of a blessing in her life as all the other things that have happened and I'm so grateful that she said that because sometimes people will say oh I was doing this and I didn't plan for this and then this happened and it seems like it's a mistake um so I'm so glad that she stated that but it's a really really good book if you guys haven't checked it out check out Taraji P. Henson's book Around the Way Girl I think it's a good book and um I'm enjoying it I really really am enjoying it but what about you what say you do you feel like a hustle is needed do you have a hustle do you feel like you need to hustle have you ever had to use a hustle to get certain things in your life let me know in the comments thank you all for listening thank you for rocking with me we are almost at 50 minutes i apologize for this being so long and i hope you made it to this point thank you for listening um check out all the authors that i listed i listed check out their books and any other works that they're doing um again check out taraji Taraji p henson's book i'm out um, it's late really late um around the way girl check out her book and let me know what were some of your top middle grade books what are some books that your kids um listen to let me know in the comments or wherever you're listening to this on again thank you for rocking with me be honest be loyal be true and always always be you be great you guys